Hi, it's Pete Norsehead here and welcome to another episode of the Trade on Sports and the Focused on Football betting podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. How are you, my good friend? Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, we had a good weekend last weekend, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did. We, we did. In fact, we, we, were, we were hitting some form these last few weeks, I believe. Oh, just well, after a couple of dodgy weeks, I'm just thankful I'm picking up some winners for the listeners, finally. But uh, yeah, Burnley never let me down normally and uh, I was delighted with that win. Yes, that, that that's good. I, I mean, I, I had a couple as well with... Um... Oh, I can't remember now. It was Leeds United, wasn't it? What was the? I can't remember what the other one was. No, it, it, Everton, wasn't it? And that that loss. But but uh, the week before, like I said, I, I had two out. So yeah, we're getting there now. Yeah, I think the uh, the form patterns are beginning to get a little easier to pick out. So yeah, hopefully we'll continue this good run moving forward, mate. Uh, right, let's start then. Southampton against Aston Villa. Uh, recent head-to-head, Southampton have won one, Villa have won one. At home to bottom half side, Southampton's record reads 1-5, draw and 1-loss 4. They come off a, 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 well, a good 1-0 victory away at Watford. Villa away at mid-table sides, 1-4, draw and 1-loss 5, come off a poor 4-1 defeat home to um, West Ham Villa. Now they've, they're in some poor form. They've lost their last four Premier League matches. When mid-table sides face bottom half sides, 393 matches, the home side have covered the handicap 205 times, the away side 188. My ratings are suggesting value here with the away side, and I'm going to go with them, plus half a goal here. Ah, thought you might. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm all over them as well, Pete. When I first saw this line last week, before last weekend's game, I was a bit surprised that Southampton were quite a strong favourites on the minus quarter of a goal line. Now, the events of last weekend, have seen this line shift to half a goal. Now, you you referenced a poor defeat against West Ham 4-1. Now, that's probably correct. I didn't see any of the game. Losing 4-1 to anybody in the Premier League is you know, not, not a great result. But I think sometimes we're guilty of overlooking how good West Ham have become. So... Yes, they, they got beat 4-1, but I don't necessarily class losing to West Ham as a bad result. Now, Southampton, if you take out games against newly promoted teams over the last few seasons, on this half a goal line, they are 21-64, and 64, Pete. They are losing over three times as many games on this line than the winning. You have to take Villa here, Pete. I'm all over them, plus half a goal. Yeah, yeah. Next up, the uh, Manchester derby, which is taking place Saturday lunchtime. City have won three of the last five, with United winning one and uh, one draw. Home's top six sides. United's record's not bad. Plus five, drawn two, lost three. Cuff a, a very good 3-0 victory away at Spurs. City away at top six sides. Great record, really. 1-7, drawn one, lost two. Cuff a 2-0 defeat at home to Palace. Man United now not one in three home matches. It's, it's going to be interesting on this. Top six against top six. 143 matches. Only 21 times the away side of one by two or more goals. One by one and 104 times the... Um, Away side, the sorry, the home side have covered the handicap. However, despite those stats, my ratings are suggesting value city, but it's not enough to pull the trigger there. Yeah, I mean, and also the goal line's quite high, Pete. It's set at three now. City away to top six finishing dies. The under two and a half goals actually has the upper hand there. It's gone 14 and 11. So if you're expecting a 
a game full of goals, you might be slightly disappointed here. Obviously, this game kicked off at lunchtime as well, so you're off to the slower start. I actually think, although Man United again sort of plus three quarters of a goal here, Pete, against the better teams at the moment, I'd probably rather favour taking them on the road because we know their form is really good away from home. There is this expectant pressure on them at Old Trafford. You know, although I want to take United plus three quarters, Pete, I, I just can't. I just think the pressure might get to them, the expectation. So, if I was going to bet this game, Pete, I'd probably just have a little bit of the under three goals. But in truth, it's one more to watch than uh, to get involved in. Uh, Brentford, Norwich next. Uh, the, the handicap line has uh, shifted. It was, uh, well, it's, I just say that just as I, it, it's still the same now. It's minus one goal, although, you know, it, it's flipping between that and, and minus three quarters. Brentford, uh, recent home for 1 1 drawn, 1 lost 3. Come off of that 3 1 defeat away at Burnley, you previously mentioned. Norwich away at promoted sides. Well, they, they lost both matches, coming off a 2 1 defeat home to Leeds. Brentford, they lost their last three. So that good start they made is, is sort of fading now. Promoted against promoted sides, 31 matches, seven times the uh, home side has covered the minus one, 11 pushes, and 13 times the away side. No value in the line. I'm very surprised at that. I thought I thought there might be some value in Norwich, but no. Exactly the same thoughts, really, Peter. When I saw that line open at one, flipping around as you say, I thought, crikey, I need to get on Norwich here. I need to get on Norwich here. But I've just better do a little bit more digging. And over the last five seasons, newly promoted teams have gone 18-8-5 against fellow newly promoted teams. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking, oh, Ah, well, there's a real good chance that Brentford are going to win this game. I've seen Norwich away from home. I can't trust them to score a goal. All of a sudden, all those thoughts about backing the Canaries, I've done a full 360 and I'm almost thinking if this line drops back to minus three quarters, I'd be more tempted to back Brentford. I mean, I think they won both games. Sorry, both games last season ended one apiece in the Championship. Um, sorry, this fixture ended one apiece. Norwich won 1-0 at Carrow Road. Now, there hasn't been a huge turnover of players. I haven't really looked back into the prices of last year, but I can't imagine Norwich were this big to win last year against them. My head's telling me that I should probably have a little bit of Norwich here, but I just can't do it, Pete. They are that bad. Chelsea, Burnley next. Uh, Chelsea have won three. There's been one draws. Burnley have won one. The, the line is bobbling around here. It's between minus one and a half and uh, minus one and three quarters. Chelsea, uh, a tone to bottom six size, one eight, drawn one, lost one, come off a very good 3 0 victory away at Newcastle. Burnley, away at top six sides, 1-3, drawn, 1, lost six, come off that 3-1 victory at home to Brentford. Chelsea, they've won their last four Premier League matches. They're in some very good form. Top six against bottom six, 178 matches, 44 times. Uh, the home side has, has covered the minus one and three quarters by winning by two uh, by uh, three or more goals. 31 matches by two goals, 103 times the away side have covered the handicap of 178 matches. My ratings are suggesting value uh, Burnley, and I would back them plus one and three quarters. I wouldn't take the plus one and a half. You can get one point eight two roughly plus one and three quarters, and that is what I would bet. I think that obviously gives you a little bit of added protection there, Pete. That 
plus quarter of a goal, and I don't really think you're surrendering much of a price. You're only, you're only probably taking twenty percent of your profits away from. You. But I don't think that's the worst suggestion. The problem I have here back in Burnley is that Chelsea have won the last four meetings of the sides by two or more goals. Now, we know Sean Dyke has had success on this ground. They drew two apiece in the 18-19 season and they actually won on opening day back in August 2017. But that's a long time ago and as you quite rightly say, Chelsea are in great form. They look a well-oiled machine. They do seem to be able to bring players in and out of the starting lineup. Um, due to sort of European commitment, doesn't appear to be having that much of an effect on, on the way they start games and the fluidity. Again, as you as you say, Pete, if you can get plus one and three quarters, I'd be semi-interested in Burnley, but I have to say, against this informed Chelsea side, I'm a bit more lukewarm on Burnley than I would be normally. Palace, Wolves next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Palace have won one. There's been one draw. Wolves have won one. Uh, home to top half size, Palace's record is not great. 1-1 one, one, drawn four, lost five. Cut off a, a very good 2-0 victory, uh, naturally, away at Man City. Wolves away at mid-table size, 1-5 drawn two, lost three. Cut off a 2-1 victory at home to Everton. Both sides have been unbeaten in five. Palace have gone one win, four draws. Wolves four wins, one draw. Mid-table against top half, 116 home. Uh, wins, 92 draws, 167 away wins. My ratings are suggesting some good value walls here. And I think if you, if you can get, you know, over 1.8 on the plus a quarter, I think that might be a good bet. Yeah, I'm just looking now, Pete, and they're 2.15 off scrap. So I think you'd, you'd probably just about get that um, 1.8 plus a quarter of a goal. I mean, these are two of the surprise teams of the season for me. They are far outperforming what I ever dreamed they would do. And we all were wondering how Wolves would cope post-Nuno. And it's almost now, how's Nuno coping post-Wolves? Because he's moved on or been moved on at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And Wolves seem to be going from strength to strength. They're sitting in seventh at the moment in the league table. Again, a heart back to last week when I referenced those first three games of the season. They lost narrowly. Wolves are a good side, and I've probably not given them as credit as they deserve, Pete. And say, if you can get plus one eight, one point eight on them, uh, plus a quarter of a goal, I think that's a decent bet. What I would say is, from from watching both teams this season, I think they do have a slightly different sort of goal threat about them, a little bit more offered in the final third. This goal line set at two and a quarter, probably down to the fact that no one both teams have scored has gone five and one in the six metres of the side. Could be a little bit of value with the over, mate. Next up, uh, we've got uh, Brighton, Newcastle. Uh, recent head says Brighton have won two. There's been two draws. Newcastle not one. At home to bottom six sides, Brighton's record's not brilliant, really, but it's, it's fairly resilient. One, two, drawn six, lost two, come for two old draw. Excellent two old draw away at Liverpool. Newcastle away at top half sides, one, two, drawn three, lost five. And the worst thing about those five vic- defeats, they've all come by two or more goals. Come off a 3-0 defeat at home to Chelsea. Newcastle, they're yet to win this season. Brighton, though, have not won in five. Despite their good position, they've not won in five Premier League matches. Top half against bottom six sides, 297 matches, 110 times the home side have won by two or more. 70, they've won by one, 117 times out of 297, the away side. Uh, uh, I've covered the handicap. My ratings are suggesting some good value Newcastle. Again, you could get... 1.8 plus one goal. It, it, I don't think that's bad. 
I'm looking at this game, Pete, and I'm struggling to understand why I'm not all over Brighton here. They've won four, drawn four when the sides have met in recent seasons. So, historically, when the teams have been sort of on par with each other, both struggling down the bottom of the table, Newcastle haven't beaten them. The start Brighton have had, yes, they've sort of fallen by the wayside a little bit in recent weeks, but they've not really taken any massive hammering. They've, you know, they've done well. I mean, last week came back from two down at Liverpool, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The claw a point back. And I look at this line, Brighton minus three quarters, and then I scroll up and I look at Brentford minus one at home to Norwich. I'll tell you, out of these two, there's no question about which team I'd rather be back in. It's Graham Potter's side. And considering they've been a darling of the, the bookmakers all season in terms of their XG, etc., I'm actually quite surprised they're not minus one goal favourites here, Pete. I would not deter anybody at four to five from backing Brighton outright here. Now, do I want to get involved in them on the minus three quarters of a goal handicap? Oh, sorry, no, they're about one point, about four, four to six, sorry, to win outright. They're 1.82 minus three quarters of a goal. I'm not convinced I would trust Brighton to cover a handicap here, but I think they'll win the game. I, I think Newcastle are in disarray here, on, on and off the pitch. Nobody wants to manage them because they know they're, they're only going to be a temporary manager. The players, I thought a few weeks ago, I thought they'd feel like, almost like in the shop window. But if they don't know who the manager's going to be, you know, it, it's a bizarre situation in Newcastle. I wouldn't want to be back any time soon. Arsenal-Watford uh, next. Uh, this is a Sunday Sunday match. Uh, minus one and a quarter goals to handicap. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Arsenal 1-3, Watford 1-1. Home to promoted sides, Arsenal's record weeds 1-7, drawn three, lost naught. They've won four of the seven by two or more. Come off a very good 2-0 victory away at Leicester. Watford away at top our sides, 1-1, drawn two, lost seven. Uh, five of the seven defeats will buy two or more goals. Come for one nil defeat home to Southampton. Arsenal now unbeaten in seven. Top half sides, that owns promoted sides, 135 matches, 66 times they've won by two goals, 25 by one, 44 times it's been a draw of the away side. No value in the line here, but Arsenal are, are now starting to pull some good results together. They are, and it's that nucleus of young, vibrant, attacking players in the final third, really pinning the team back and really playing like the Arsenal of old. It's definitely Arsenal or pass for me, even on this minus one and a quarter goal line. And you almost think, are they going back to their sort of reliable flat-track bully type uh, performances on home soil against the weaker sides? I remember a few years ago when Watford won at the Emirates, when uh, Ty from Arsenal Fan TV famously said he had quite a bit of sympathy for Arsenal because it had been raining that night. Um that sort of summed up the type of characters that Arsenal had in the team at that stage. These young players, Pete, they impress me. They go at teams, they show no fear. It's, it's Arsenal past for me. And uh, I think Watford might get blown away if they concede an early goal. Everton Spurs next. Uh, recent head-to-heads. Uh, Everton no wins, three draws and uh, Spurs two wins. Own to mid-table sides. Everton's record reads 1-4, drawn three, lost three. Come for 2-1 defeat away at Wolves. Spurs away at mid-table sides. 1-2, drawn three, lost five. That's a poor record, really, for 
a club like Spurs, coming off a 3-0 uh, defeat at home to Man United. Everton, they've lost their last three. Spurs lost their last two. So both sides in poor form. Mid-table versus mid-table, 135 home wins, 85 draws, 93 away wins. My race is suggesting value Spurs, but I would want nearer even money for this, not the 1.8 that's on offer. I, 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 I think the value is with Spurs, but I, I'd, I'd want to see... You know, I, they're very close to going minus a quarter of a goal, and I just can't have that. And I think we all know why. It's, it's simply the managerial change, um, the belief that Conte almost doesn't have to say anything this weekend with that group of players. He just needs to be there in the dugout, in the dressing room, and all of a sudden, these players that have been underperforming for many weeks, whether that be due to the tactics employed, who knows. There's just this belief that Spurs will lift their level of performance. And they've only lost one of the last 10 meetings to the side. Yes, they've only won one of the last five. But in the last 10, they've gone 5-4-1. and one. And you would expect that they will put in a big performance in this game. More than likely avoid defeat. And that obviously, you know, logically suggests that they should be favourites off this grand line. I... We'll be interested to see how this group of players react to Conte, whether we see a short-term bounce and then his abrasive style sort of rub with with some of them. Uh, who knows longer term what that will mean for the likes of Harry Kane, whether they'll stay at the club. But I do think, Pete, short-term, they'll definitely get a bounce and off this draft line, especially the home fans. Yes, they'll be up for it, but they're still very reticent towards Benitez. Again, it spurs or pass for me. Leeds, Leicester next. Uh, Leicester won this fixture 4-1 last time the two sides met. Uh, at home to mid-table sides, Leeds record reads 1-4, drawn one, lost five, come for 2-1 uh, victory uh, away at Norwich. That was their first, uh, That uh, well, no, sorry, that's their first away win. They've only won one of five home matches as well, Leeds, this season. They come up against the Leicester side, who are against bottom half sides. Great record, really. 1-5, drawn five, lost naught, coming off that 2-0 defeat. Uh, a, a tone to Arsenal, but um, half against mid-table sides, 431 matches, 153 wins, 122 draws, 156 away wins. Again, I, I think Leicester are a very good value here uh, um, off, sc- off scratch. The price at 1.82, I think it's a good bet and I think it, it, it's one I'm going to go with. When you spoke there about Leicester's good record in this fight, and Ellen Road isn't the fortress that leads you know, hoped it would be on upon their return to the top flight. Now, whether that's some of that is to do with the lack of fans last season, but since they came back last August, they've only won nine of 24 home games. Leicester are great in this spot. We always seem to see them scoring at least once. I'm not convinced of this Leeds team. Yes, they showed a, a, some good level of resilience last week when they were pegged back at... Carrow Road by Norwich. They managed to stabilise themselves, go forward and win that game in a game that they should really win if they have any aspiration to being a comfortable place in the table side. But I agree with you, Pete. Leicester, a good value. They've delivered for us away from home. At home, they've not been very reliable at all. But in these games where the opposition are forced to come on, a little bit more. They can hit in behind with Vardy and co. Stretch the game. I think Leicester are a pretty decent bet, to be honest. And, uh, well, a, a, a great match to finish with before we go into an international break. West Ham hosting Liverpool. Liverpool have had 
been the dominant here at, at West Ham. They won four of the last five with the other one ending in a draw. At home to top six sides, though, West Ham's record's not too bad. One four draw and one lost five. Two of the five defeats were by two or more goals coming off that good 4-1 victory away at Villa. Liverpool away at top six sides, excellent record. One seven draw, one lost two and all seven of the victories were by two or more goals coming off the 2 old draw at home to Brighton. Indeed, Liverpool seem to be playing better away from home than they are at home. West Ham, they've won their last three Premier League matches. They're in some good form, obviously. Top half against top six, two five two matches. 49 times the away side have won by two or more goals, 43 by one, 160 times the home side of 252 have covered the line. My ratings suggest no value in the line. It could be a good game, this. I, I do expect, though, Liverpool to carry on their dominance. I've been desperately searching, Pete, for some angle to take West Ham and the under here. I think West Ham are in such great form that they should be very competitive in this game. And I look at any game like this between two relatively top sides. We're going to call West Ham a top side now. Where you see that goal line at three and a quarter. You, I referenced earlier how Man City away from home against top six sides are from 14 and 11 to under two and a half goals. And now suddenly you see a goal line set at three and a quarter. You must think it's going to be a tight 10 game. The thing that's stopping me, though, Pete, from taking either West Ham or the under, Liverpool, 8-2-0 the last 10 meetings of the side. They've scored at least twice in each of the last four meetings of the teams, and twice or more in nine of the last 10 games played between them. So, historically, they've been scoring goals. What is it this season? They've scored 19 five away games. Yeah. Three times they've scored three times, and twice they've scored five. That there is no possible angle here to find to go with the under and the home side. Everything's pointing towards Liverpool scoring at least twice. And then you've got to kind of figure out what's going to happen from there. Do I think West Ham are going to get rolled over? No, I don't, because I think they're playing really well. But could they lose 4-2? Could they lose 3-1 while still playing really well? They could. And, that, and that's the reason why I can't go with either West Ham or the over, because Liverpool playing at such a high level at the moment, mate. Interesting week this week. Very interesting week. I, I, I've got two definite bets, and that's Villa away at Southampton, plus half a goal. Uh, Burnley away at Chelsea, plus one and three-quarter goals. That, that, that's the stipulation on that. But you can, uh, you can definitely still get that at over 1.8. Now, I've got three others that, uh, that again, the stipulations... Uh, Palace Wolves, if you can get Wolves plus a quarter at 1.8, I, th- I, I think that's a good bet. And, and I think you can, you know, it's going to be close. That's going to be close. Uh, Newcastle plus one goal away at Brighton. Again, if you can get 1.8, that's a stipulation on that. And Leicester, I think you can get this now uh, off scratch away at Leeds, 1.8. Crikey, Pete, like my last solicitor when I was buying me flat, talking me through all the small print there. Um, I'm going to only just have the one. We had had just the one last week and it cashed for me nicely. I'm going to follow you in, mate, with Aston Villa plus half a goal away at Southampton. You know, Southampton's record 21 and 64 in this spot in, in recent season. Can't understand why Villa are available at plus half a goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I also find Palace is 
against Wolves strange. I, I find that one strange as well, looking at the bare, just the bare facts of it. Yeah, I mean, Wolves, Wolves have been excellent and I would definitely be taking that plus a quarter of a goal rather than taking the sort of slightly above 11 to 10 off scrap. Yeah. Give, give me the slightly less odds, but, you know, a little bit of return if uh, if Wolves return from the capital with a point because I think they possibly will give them the form they're in. Right then, we shall be, well, we'll be back in two weeks' time uh, after the international break. Best of luck, everybody.